This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. I would love for us to give Kara McSween a wonderful Mosaic welcome. Come on up, Kara. It's an honor and a joy and a privilege to be able to be here with you all this morning. And just a few months ago, um, I went to a missionary retreat. All of the, the AG missionaries in Europe, we all were at the same retreat in Croatia. And one of the nights, um, they, we were just having some prayer time. And I felt like the Lord gave me a challenge, kind of a, a what should I be focusing on in, in ministry? And he, he told me two things. He told me to encourage the church and to empower them. And so this morning, that is a, that's our goal for this morning. I hope that you leave encouraged and empowered. And so I want to just, um, we're going to read from Mark chapter 4. And this portion of scripture, the last few months of my, just my quiet time with the Lord, I can't get away from this one passage of scripture. I can't stop reading it. I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop talking about it. This isn't the first time I've shared this scripture um, because I just can't get enough of it. And I just feel like it's just something the Lord has put so strongly on my heart and I just I have to share it like with everyone and everywhere I go. And so if you want to turn with me to Mark chapter 4, we're going to go to the end of that chapter to verse 35. It'll be on the screen if you don't have your Bible. And we're just going to read these few verses real quick. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Why do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man, they asked each other, that even the wind and the waves obey him? This is an awesome miracle that Jesus did. Um, I love looking at the miracles of Jesus, and I love... You know, knowing that the same Jesus that, that calmed this storm, the same Jesus that we read about in the, in the Word, these same miracles, these are still alive and possible today. I love that. I love the power that we can, can tap into, um, that these aren't just stories, that this was real, and that the miracles are not over yet. Um, I... Our sermon today is called The Not Yet Miracle. And you might be, it's a weird title. It's a little confusing, and it's going to make sense in a few minutes. Um, this was a miracle, Jesus calming the storm. 
Um, an incredible miracle, one of my favorites to read about in the scripture, probably because um, I grew up in Crestview a few hours away. I grew up, um, my grandfather is a fisherman, and so I grew up just always going on the boat, you know, going to the beach my whole life, and I've always been fascinated with storms at the beach. Like, there's just nothing better to me than, you know, safely, like, from a car, from a house, like, just seeing a storm on the beach. Like, I, I just love it. And so I think there's just something. Um, and, the, and Florida, too, you guys know, it'll be, like, black outside, storming. Five seconds later, you go outside, and it's, like, blue skies and sunshine. Like, it's, you know, just like this story, I feel like. But I just, I love storms. And I just, I, I, I don't know. I think maybe that's why I love this story so much. Um, but can you just imagine? Let's, you know, we've read this scripture. Let's use our, our imaginations a little bit. Um, this story happens after a full day of Jesus teaching by this lake. Um, he's teaching the crowds. He's, he's teaching them parables. Then he's going back to the disciples, and he's explaining them the, the parables. And, and then they decide to, to go out on the lake. Um, and I bet he's exhausted. Like, and when you do ministry, when you're teaching, let alone all day, probably not eating a lot, probably not drinking a lot, maybe it was hot, I'm sure he was physically exhausted. And so he's asleep, um, which was so wonderful. Sleep is so wonderful. And, and then this storm comes. And so, you know, today we have, I feel like, nice boats. We have, like, our phones that tell us, like, where lightning strikes. You know, we have all this, like, technology. But, I, you know, I feel like maybe their boat wasn't very nice. Um, I feel like, you know, probably to our standards today, it probably wasn't the safest vessel to go out in. And, you know, they, there was no, like, um, Coast Guard to come rescue them. There was no probably, like, you know, the plastic little life raft lifesaver thingies. Um, there was none of that. And so I'm sure these disciples were terrified. It says they were, but I can empathize with that. I can, you know, when water is coming on to your boat and this storm is going crazy and you think you're going to die and drown, I can imagine that that would be terrifying, that that would be awful um, and, and scary, I, I can see where they're coming from. I think it's easy to say in the Bible, like, I would never act like that. I, my faith is stronger than that. I wouldn't. Uh, the, I'm with the disciples. Like, I probably would have been a little nervous, too. Um, but Jesus was sleeping soundly, calmly, because he was in control. I want to point that out to you. Because I think most of us in this room, I would assume that most of us um, are following Jesus. Most of us believe in Jesus. We have accepted him as our savior. Um, and so if you will, we have Jesus in our boat. We're like these disciples. We're going through life with Jesus in our boat. And like most of these disciples, when a trial comes or a storm comes, we just freak out. We're sure we're going to die. Um, we, we start, you know, calling the Coast Guard or, you know, we go through all the other options. Where are the life vests? Where are the life rafts? But we don't turn to Jesus, who's right there. He's right there. We don't hear him. We call for him, and we don't hear him, and we just assume he's not going to come. But I want to remind you this morning, I want to encourage you 
that Jesus is in your boat. You are going to be okay. There is not anything, there's no storm of life, there's no trial, there's no situation that Jesus will not be with you. Now maybe it might feel like he is sleeping, but he is still in control. You will not drown, your boat will not sink. You will be okay if you trust in Jesus. As Christians, we have this security. We know it. And that same calm, that same peace that Jesus had while he was sleeping, we can have that. We don't have to be terrified and freaked out and frantically trying to solve the problem, the situation, but we can rest in Jesus. We can have that same peace, knowing that Jesus is in our boat, that he's in control. I wanna just read one more scripture to you. We, we won't have it on the screen, but that is Psalms uh, 55, 22. It says, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. And then if you skip down to the next verse at the end, it says, but I am trusting you to save me. In another version of the Bible, it says, it's a little more well-known to cast your cares upon him. Whatever you're going through, whatever your burdens are, whatever the situation is, and maybe you might say, like, I'm good now. I'm, I'm okay. I've been through it. The Bible tells us that we will go through storms. We will be tested. We will go through trials. It, it's, it's certain. So when the next storm comes, I hope you have it in your heart, the faith, the faith that you can have to trust him, that no matter what happens, he's got you. He's got you. I have that, um, I'm, I'm a person, I write in my Bible everywhere, and I have like a ton of sticky notes in my Bible. Um, just reminders, when the Lord, you know, brings something to my mind, when he tells me something, when someone speaks something over my life, I just... I write it out. When he shows me something in scripture, if I don't write it down, I forget. And so I'm like the person of to-do list and writing in their Bible because I want to remember. Um, I want to remember what I have to do because I want to do my job well and I want to remember what God says. And so all throughout my Bible, there's just little reminders like it's going to be okay. He's got you. He's in control. Not me. Not me. So be encouraged this morning. I hope you are encouraged that no matter what happens, no matter if it seems like Jesus is sleeping, he's got you. The storm will not overwhelm you or overtake your life. You will be okay. Trust in him. Rest in him. So be encouraged this morning. The second, our second, if you want to call it a point this morning, is our empowering point. Because it's so wonderful we all have Jesus. It's so wonderful. Like we need to rejoice in that more. What a miracle. To me, it's, it's the miracle of salvation that anybody um, has accepted this beautiful miracle of salvation. And that's where we all are. But many people, and this is why we're calling it the not yet miracle, because this is where we want our focus to be. The not yet miracle are those who have not yet accepted his salvation. And I like to say not yet. Um, my first few months in Spain, I could not find a house. 
Um, it actually took me five months before I could get a lease on an apartment. And it wasn't, it wasn't for any other reason than I think God just had me wait because my papers um, were turned down every single place I applied to. I was just no, 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 no. And so one of my friends um, on staff, they, they were, they're like, I'm going to teach you this phrase in Spanish because you need to learn that. And that phrase is aún no, not yet. It's not a no, it's not yet. Because not yet implies it's going to happen. No is just so firm and final and sad and negative. No. And I'm not going to change my mind. You know, like, oh, like nobody likes to hear no. But not yet means we're just in the waiting. It's going to happen. When you say not yet, it's like saying, I have hope that it will come. And so the not yet miracle, I want to point out to you, this is telling you about the notes in my Bible. Um, I have a note right here, and I have an underlined little part. And it's, it's something, it, it's a small detail in this passage, and you, you probably just overlook it. You probably think that doesn't mean anything. We didn't really need to know that. Um, thank you, but okay. Um, and it's, in my Bible, it's in parentheses, and it says, although other boats followed. Leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. And I have a note right here, and I don't even remember when I wrote it, what the context was, but the note says that the other boats didn't have Jesus in them. So these other boats are going through this exact same storm, the same fear, terrified, the same, you know, type of boat, probably not very seaworthy, not very dependable, but they didn't have Jesus. They didn't have him to run to. When they were sure that they were going to die, they did not have Jesus. And I believe that's where our world is today. A lot of people, our family, our friends, our coworkers, maybe fellow students at your school, that's where a lot of people are today. They're in a boat, they're walking through life, and they don't have Jesus. The miracle of salvation has not yet been done in their life. Not yet, because I believe that the same God who has offered me salvation is waiting and waiting to offer it to them, to those who haven't believed yet. And I believe that it's us as the church, it's our responsibility to bring him to them. Not just to hoard Jesus in our lives and our boats and never do anything else with him, not just to come to church on Sundays, but to go out and share him with the world. Share what he's done in your life. Share about how he saved you. Share about how he healed you, how he provided for you. The not yet miracle, it's coming. And we get to be a part of that. Not, now that we have received our miracle of salvation, we get to be the voice to the world 
saying, there's a miracle for you. Do you want it? Telling people that you don't have to go through the storms and the trials and the difficult situations in life alone. That Jesus could be with you. That there's peace, that there's hope. And I just want to take a moment and say, because I think a lot of times when we talk about storms and trials, like we just want to skip to the end where, where they're finished. Where God came through, he did the miracle, and everything is just wonderful again. Um, that will happen. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. And it's real easy to grow weary and to grow tired and the waiting for it to end. But I want to remind you that Jesus is with you. And if you will lean and if you will depend on him like your life depended on it, you'll see that storm end. And before in that time, you'll have the peace and the faith to get you through it. But I think our focus, our life focus, like what we're striving for every day, needs to be reflected outward. It's so easy to get caught up in what's going on in our lives, the daily activities, our work, our school, what God is doing in our lives. But I don't want us to get stuck there. I want us to be empowered to see that not yet miracle become a miracle that's been signed, sealed, delivered, done. The statistic is that one or two of every 1,000 people in Spain will go to heaven. So if we were to see, if you go to, I remember one of my first few days um, in Madrid, we went to the Puerta del Sol, which is just the center of the city, the center of Spain, really. And it's just always full of people. There's a ministry, um, an evangelism ministry that's there doing ministry every day, and it's just full of people. And, and my pastor, Pastor David, said, look, you know, there's like a thousand people here, give or take. Let's just say there's a thousand. Um, he said, maybe one or two will go to heaven. One or two of a thousand people will join us in heaven. I wonder what that statistic could be here for Tallahassee. For me, unless it's 100%, a 1,000 for a 1,000, our work is not finished. We should not be resting. We should not be waiting. We should not give up. Our work is not finished, and we need to be focused. The Lord's been speaking to me a lot about, you know, the difference between being presence-centered and purpose-centered. And I, I'm a little bit of a workaholic. I, I you know, I just, I, I love what I do, and I do it a lot. Um, and so it's hard for me just to slow down and be like, you don't want me to work right now, Lord? Like, but what I have found is that the more time I'm in his presence, the more light can I become right? The more you're around someone, the more you become like them. So the more, you, the more time you spend with Jesus, the more like him you become. The more like him that you become, the more you just naturally do his work everywhere you go. doesn't matter where you're at. It, it's not like, did I do Jesus's work today? Yes or no. It's because I am like Jesus. 
it will naturally flow out of me everywhere I go, everyone I talk to, everything I do, um, I am reflecting Jesus. And so I want to empower you, and, and honestly, I want to challenge you this morning because I wouldn't be here, Pastor Mario wouldn't be here if your city was 100% reached for Jesus. There is still work to be done here. There's still work to be done in Madrid. And we get to do it together. Together we get to do it. And so I want to empower you and challenge you this morning to shift your focus. If your focus is on yourself, to just shift that away. Shift it to someone who needs to know. Instead of just constantly praying for your own needs, start praying for someone to receive their not yet miracle. Instead of just, you know, being selfish with your time, start spending time with the Lord. Start seeking to become more like him. And when you do that, people in your life will notice. They'll be more attracted to Jesus because your life is reflecting him. If we believe, if we share, if we go, if we give our lives, these not yet miracles, the boats, the people that don't have Jesus, they will receive that miracle of salvation. It's up to us, church. It's our work. Don't leave it up to your neighbor. Don't leave it up to your pastor. One of my favorite scriptures is in Matthew. It says to seek first the kingdom of God. So this morning, I want to challenge you to seek his kingdom first in every area of your life. As a church, as a family, seek first his kingdom. Seek first his will. Not your will, not your plans. Remember that you're good. He's got you. Everything's good. It will be okay. You can trust in him. You will not be overwhelmed by the storm. But don't forget those that are going through the same storms and probably much worse that they don't have Jesus. Remember them. Pray for them. Let that be your focus. Let that be where all your energy is going. To see this world saved. To see the, the not yet miracles become miracles. That we can come and testify together and share with others and give God the glory. Let's shift our focus. Let's do that together so that the next time we come together, these statistics are a little better. We have a few more testimonies to share about what God has done. If you'll just bow your heads with me. Lord, we thank you for your word. Jesus, we thank you that you are in the business of doing miracles. That your work is not yet finished yet. That you are waiting and ready to show us what you can do, to show us your power. I pray this morning, Lord God, I pray for those who might need a little encouragement. 
Holy Spirit, would you speak to their hearts right now? Lord, for those who might need some peace for what they're going through right now, would you flood their heart with peace this morning? For those who, whose faith is a little shaken right now, God, would you come and give them strength to continue to believe? Lord God, for the ones who are in the midst of the scariest storm right now, would you reassure them that you are with them and that at the right time, you will calm the storm? God, I pray that you would shift our focus this morning, Lord God, that we would not be so focused on our own lives and our own desires and our own wants and needs, Jesus. God, but I pray that we would remember those who don't have you yet, that we would remember what we were sent to this earth to do, Lord, that we would be so thankful for our own salvation, Jesus, God, that we can't help but share it and talk about it and pray for those who have not yet received the miracle of salvation, Lord God. God, I pray that in these moments that we've had together this morning, Lord, that it would mark our hearts, Lord, that we wouldn't forget what you've done, not just for us, Jesus, but what you've done for our world, what you've done for this city, Jesus, for this church, Lord God, for Madrid, for Spain. May we not forget and may we never stop sharing what you have done, Jesus. Change us this morning, Lord. Make us more like you, Jesus. Make us reflect you, Jesus, as we spend time with you, Lord God. Make us more like you. God, I pray for every person in this room, Jesus. Would you bless them, Lord God? Would you show them more of your word, more of yourself, Lord God? And would you just let them know, Lord God, that you have chosen them. You have chosen each person in this room to bring this beautiful message of salvation, to bring it to this world, Lord God. Empower us by your Holy Spirit to do your work this morning, we pray. We ask you, Jesus. Lord, I pray all of this in your name, Lord God. May we leave this place encouraged that you're with us, that you're never going to leave us, and empowered to go forth and preach your word to the ends of the earth, Lord. In your name, Lord God, we ask this this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Kara. What a challenging word. I think it would be appropriate to give her a nice hand. Amen. Let us, uh, let's finish our time. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, and I pray, God, that you uh, were glorified, and Lord, that you challenged us. We know that to be the case. And Lord, we do trust you. Help us to continue to, to believe in you and uh, in the not yet miracles that uh, you want to provide in our lives for your glory. Lord, we th thank you, Lord. Be with us on this week of uh, 4th of July. Lord, I pray for safety for all our families that are traveling and for the new students that are coming in. Lord, uh, bless them, encourage them. I pray, God, that, that they would come to know you here on the campus as well. Thank you, Father, for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord be with you.
He is risen. God bless you. We are dismissed. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.mosaicchurchtlh.com.